Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Welcome back, everybody, to the uh, program Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network for this Monday, December the 12th. And we thank you for listening to AFR. Steve Jordahl joins us now. Good morning, good Steve. Good morning, everybody. How are you doing, sir? I'm well. Had a good weekend. Um, anything in particular you'd like to share? My father turned 89 yesterday. Wow, good. So Heather and I drove up to Nashville and surprised him, went to dinner. Then drove back all in one night. Ooh. We stopped at the um, Bucky's. There's a new Bucky's that's been open three weeks in uh, Athens, Alabama. It's just a little bit before you get to the. Now, t- uh, tell, uh, not, it's not a national chain, so tell tell I'm our get, listeners. I'm getting there. I'm getting. There. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> just before well, you get to Tennessee, it's the it's the most massive convenience store like um truck stop kind of well, no it's they they don't do truck stops oh okay they, they say we don't want truck i mean they don't want trucks in they the discriminate lot. they do <laughs> against, but if against, ever, 18, against 18 wheelers so this is like doesn't this, matter what color they are so it's car privilege yes it's yeah. definitely car privilege yeah. well they have gas pumps lined up there were 64 gas pumps at this one Oof. particular bucky's and they have Everything they had a they had a live or a uh, a fresh um, jerky bar where you can get all kinds of different beef oh, jerky yeah. and that kind of stuff just like laid out and they had mm. oh just everything you need anything they you got need. one uh, a Bucky's on the interstate down around uh, <laughs> where you turn off to go to Gulf Shores yeah. Orange Beach area in Alabama yeah. there yeah and we we feel like we haven't been on vacation. So you go to Bay. We have to. Stop. So you've been to Bucky's. I, I've heard about Bucky's for the last like five or six years. People, people who come, uh, we've had people come by to visit us at AFA that brought me one of those like pecan logs. Yeah, that yeah. They're fam- famous for. I've never been to one, but hearing you guys talk, maybe. The- well, now I didn't know they. Uh, they. I don't know how many stores they have, uh, but I guess they're expanding. They're in Florida. I read the history yesterday. But they, they would they have twenty five, thirty stores or something somewhere around there. But everyone tries to top you the can, last one as being the biggest. No, you can see them from space. Yeah, <laughs> just about. Uh, and their mascot is like some beavers. It is. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a. It's a. It's if you've never been to one, it's like a travel experience. Uh, there's 43. 43. Right, Brent Creeley, our producers, gave us the gave us the update. Yeah, on, they got to be Bucky's. on interstates. They're just they're just they're they're like, uh, yeah, like Steve said, they're just like a this massive convenience store with anything and everything you can think of. They even got, I mean, it's just amazing. Well, I'm gonna take my wife. I'm yeah. gonna take my wife. To uh, it might be a destination for- all in itself. Yeah. All right. Yeah. She gave me about two three minutes of free advertising too, right there. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> There you go. But it, it it is fun to go into those. Yeah. It was so crowded. Uh, oh my gosh! It was crowded. Oh, just people everywhere. Is that a twenty four seven place? Yeah, twenty four seven. Yeah, I think we we stopped on the way back, and it wasn't nearly as crowded. Um, but yeah, well, I'm going to check it out. Find out where the nearest one is. Yeah, you have a massive decision to make when you drive up on which gas stall you're going to go yeah. to. You yeah, know, or if it's what you call them stall. At a dog um, walking park. Yeah. A dog walking yeah. park. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. All right, Steve, what do you got leading the news besides Bucky's? 
Well, let's start with, uh, I know you guys are talking a little bit about Elon Musk and Twitter. Um, I just wanted to kind of go over with people a little bit about what was in the Twitter, what we've seen so far in the Twitter files and what we're expecting. There's been four releases over the last couple of days. It started with um, the story about how Twitter censored the Hunter Biden laptop and they were colluding with the Biden administration, uh, the Biden administration, yes, and the Biden campaign. Um, they were so how they actively tried to suppress a, a blockbuster story that would have had a, a, an effect on the on the election. Twitter files two. Barry Weiss put these out and it talks about their their uh, ability to shadow ban is what they call visibility filtering. You, they have blacklists. They have uh, you can so you don't trend, so you don't show up in searches, so you don't have followers. Um, so this is how they shadow banned that, and and they revealed that it was almost exclusively conservatives that got the, the ban. And then uh, part- no, it was it wasn't almost yeah. It was exclusively conservatives, yeah. Um, Twitter files three and four were about the removal of Donald Trump. The first one was a little bit about election misinformation and uh, the removal. The part four was their reaction to January 6th and, and how they they broke their own rules by um, by banning Donald Trump. We're expecting a Twitter f- uh, five, and I know you guys talked about Fauci saying uh, his pronouns were prosecute Fauci. Fauci. So I'm expecting the Twitter file fives to be about the COVID misinformation and how they censored COVID stuff. So this is if you were on Twitter and you were tweeting away, Mm -hmm. if you were a conservative, for a lot of conservatives, nobody knew you were doing that. They weren't reading your tweets. It is unlikely if you're just a conservative doing your own thing. But if you share certain stories, their algorithms look for stories about the election, about um, different whatever topics, and then they would censor those or ban those. A couple things here. One is I think Twitter would have done better to have made a policy announcement to the public that they are progressive and I'm using what their words would be. And that they don't agree that conservative voices should be heard on their platform. Therefore, we have decided to, we reserve the right uh, unashamedly to ban all conservative or Christian voices on Twitter. And and that would have been good to a point, but they still would have been under uh, some criticism because they colluded with the, the government the government told them which speech to ban and to shadow ban, and that's just a violation of the First Amendment, no matter what your your. Uh... I don't know, Steve. They could have said, "We are working with the with the Democrats. We're working with liberal politicians, and we're going to advance their agenda." But if the government, what would what would be wrong with saying that out loud? Because the the government is not allowed to tell you which viewpoints that you're allowed. They to don't censor. have to listen to them. Well, I, I think if if uh, I mean I, I think that I think you're right. If who's Twitter, right? You're, you're Tim. Yeah, I, I guess people <laughs> sure can't, can't see if I'm. Who's your boss? Right. I think right. I think the boss. <laughs> no, is I, right, I don't Steve. know that Steve necessarily and I have a disagreement. I yeah. just haven't finished explaining uh, myself. Uh, but go ahead. Well, I was going to say 
I think if Twitter had come out and said we are a left wing platform, that's who's allowed. Yes. Uh, then they wouldn't they wouldn't get in trouble. The government wouldn't get in trouble if the government says, "Hey, we'd like you to run this story." Okay, but if they are a platform that's supposedly open to everyone. And the government is using that platform to suppress people's First Amendment rights. I think the government can get in trouble and Twitter can get in trouble. There's- I think th- I'm just going to just toss this in. I think what Twitter was after was we want everyone to think they're allowed on so we can get more ad dollars coming in because we don't want to lose all our conservatives. And now they're getting caught. For actually doing what you just said, Tim. There's a difference between saying, please run this for us and censor this. What do you talk? Right, hold on just a second here. I don't want to get too much into the weeds here. Twitter is a private company. Mm-hmm. They can they can take anybody they want uh, off for any reason they want. They don't even they don't have to explain like like these other Facebook or anybody they don't have to explain themselves. In fact, they don't. They just say we're taking you off because you violated our company's policies. There is a legal framework, and don't make me go into the next studio and grab Abe. <laughs> okay. um, go ahead. There's a legal framework that says if the if a private company is doing government business, then they are subject to government uh, restrictions. The example First that event. I heard. Yeah, the example I heard was if a town hires a private security firm to do its policing, when they pull somebody over and arrest somebody, they still have to give them Miranda warnings because right. they're acting in place of the government. And the social media companies, first of all, they're getting a, a pass with the Section 230 stuff, which says that they're, they don't – Now you're really going to get for, in the weeds here. They're not liable for what – Let's what dive into out. that 230 uh, section <laughs> – I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm more interested in paragraph seven of the subset <laughs> law containing uh, that was just boilerplate stuff. Uh, Aborigine, some... Aborigines and and Australia. That was and and I'm going to agree. Steve, you feel better. I'm going to agree with Steve on this one. On which one? On this right here. That if the government is using private businesses to suppress First Amendment rights or any any rights, Fourth Amendment, whatever, then. That's still illegal. All right, I'm going to tell you all how this is going to go. Yeah. That's what my wife says to me. <laughs> Except she's, she makes it more pointed. She says, I'm, not y'all. I'm going to tell you how this is going to go. <laughs> I'm going to tell you how this is going to I'm going to tell you how this, this is going to end work, up. <laughs> right, work out for you. Uh, I understand exactly what what you all are saying. Yeah. I, I would say what 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 – Twitter would say, although with Elon Musk, it's a whole different Twitter. I'm just saying and it, they, they've been caught red-handed doing something they said they weren't doing. Right. Okay? They said they weren't suppressing or censoring conservative voices. They weren't shadow banning, and it turns out they were. Okay? Right. Whichever, all conservatives knew that they were but just couldn't prove it. Now, Elon Musk has turned the light on. Yeah, and everybody and it's it's it's, a, it's what they've done. Uh, the, the, what Twitter was doing now was undeniable. So that where they got in trouble here to me was lying about it and lying about it to Congress. No, we're not shanty banning anybody. Right. That's what Dorsey said. I'm just saying, had they gone, had they been, uh, and I think it's what you said, Ed. They wanted to make money off conservatives. Yes, you don't want to shut down half the country off using your product and thereby denying your your uh, you know your money your your company a, a lot of profit right right i mean even liberals like money yes okay <laughs> so they wanted to 
they wanted to they wanted to really to shadow ban that's the way you uh, conservative voices shut down it whenever they wanted to uh, stories like the Hunter Biden laptop story whenever they wanted to in the name of whatever they wanted to call it protecting the public interest or in, in the case of the of the New York Post story about the Hunter Biden story, they said this was hacked emails. Well, they weren't hacked. <laughs> right. They weren't hacked. In fact, the New York Post verified the whole story before they released it, the bombshell. Right. Uh, but I'm saying that uh, Twitter would say, had they not been under Elon Musk now, let's say they were under old management, uh, former management, they would just say, listen, uh, we, didn't, we weren't doing the bidding of the Biden administration. We just happened to agree with them. On uh, COVID response, we agree with Biden and Dr. Fauci. We're, and had there been no no Elon Musk to to get the files out, they would have absolutely got away with that. Yeah, yeah. This, that, well, that's all they say that yeah. we we agree with we agree with uh, banning the story on Biden and the laptop. Even though Dorsey came back later, the Twitter a former founder, the founder, mm-hmm. and said it was a mistake. They just say, listen. Uh, you know, we didn't know where this story was coming from. We we met with the FBI regularly to keep posted on what we need to look out for, and we abided by what they said. They were the government. They were the FBI. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't think there's going to be I, – I said this in the first hour. I don't think there's going to be any consequences to this. There's just not because there's too much wiggle room, like you're saying, Tim. There's too much wiggle room for former Twitter officials, people running it, saying, listen – we didn't know. The FBI comes and tells you that this is Russian disinformation. What are we supposed to do? Tell the FBI we don't believe them? Right. So nothing's going to happen. Somebody somebody said the other day that could could not the uh, Twitter get in trouble for a gift in kind. Oh, contribution in kind, yeah. To the Biden campaign. Yeah. And it was, basically it was, although the wiggle room again, they would say, no, we were just being on guard for, we had these hundred former. Uh, uh, yes. Intelligence intelligence officers saying that th- this was had the uh, appearance of Russian disinformation. That's how we were going on. So they they sort of the 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 deep state and the big social media liberal and the traditional media liberals they cover for one another. Right. You know they. Uh, so next story. All Steve. right. Um, let's talk about uh, trans regret. We've had a couple stories. I think we played Chloe Cole, this girl that uh, said that her life was ruined. She wanted to be a mom. Last week. Last week we played that. Well, there's another one. This is a retired Navy SEAL that the military trotted out as often as they could. And uh, 10 years ago, he went from uh, being Chris Beck to Kristen Beck. And uh, but he was a man the whole time. And I want you to hear what his story, what he's thinking, this is him and his fiancée, her name is Courtney, and they're talking on the uh, Robbie Starbucks show. Uh, listen to cut two. So you may or may not have seen in 2013 an interview with a Navy SEAL, Chris Beck. He came out as a transgender Navy SEAL. But why we're here today is because of everything happening in America with this transition craze that's going on with kids you have something that you want to tell the world what is that everything you see on cnn with my face do not even believe a word of it everything that happened to me for the last 10 years it destroyed my life i destroyed my life i'm not a victim i did it to myself but i had some help transgender ideology is is cultish 
and it's not science-based at all. They take that desire, that innate human desire to want to change and to want to help people, and they use it, just like a cult leader would. And the parents are so desperate to fit in with this ideology because of the fear of the us-them. They don't want to be othered. So now they're using the children as these trophies of like, look at me. I have a child that I'm accepting of. Yep. What was with the uh, the uh, background music on that? Was that? That was, it was a teaser for the Robbie Starbucks show. Oh, okay. It's a right. podcast, I think. Well, we're we're starting to see this more and more, and Tim, you've mentioned this. Uh, we're probably going to wind up seeing uh, lawsuits yeah. in the next five six years because what we're, what we're hearing from people like uh, Kristen uh, Chris Beck uh, and others, more of these stories are coming out. Is they're saying, and I, I do appreciate what Chris Beck says. Uh, I, I everything that happened to me for the last ten years destroyed my life. I destroyed my life. I'm not a victim. I did this to myself, but I had help. That's the part right there. He is at least taking responsibility for making the decisions that he made that destroyed his life. Those are his words. But these people are relying on the medical and mental health communities who are telling them this is the right thing to do. And the consequences are going to be laid at their doorstep and also the people who perform the surgeries and give them the drugs. I think this is going to be in the next half dozen years because here's the thing. Uh, the the one thing you you can guarantee is that lawyers like to win. Mm-hmm. And if there's big money involved, I'm going to sue well, hospital such mm-hmm. and such yep. or these surgeons. They're going to do it no matter what their personal ideology okay, th- is. Th- this, this guy was a grown man. Yes, I mean, he was a Navy, Navy SEAL when he decided to do this transgis, trans gender switch, transitioning to uh, trying to be a female. Right. Yes. Okay. That's one thing. Yeah. But what we're talking about, where the lawsuits are really going to pile up, I think, and Steve's mentioned this, and I think this could shut down the whole movement, or to a large extent, by movement. I mean, uh, to give. Uh, Hormone block blockers to uh, children, minors. I'm talking about. You start messing with minors. I don't. I don't care if they even they have parental approval or not, which I think is just child abuse. Right. But uh, what you're going to have, you're going to have. This is trendy now among junior high students, in particular, and Girls, high schoolers. It's trendy especially. to say that I'm a trans because uh, then everybody goes. Right. You are. You're a a brave person. You're a trans. You know, that's that's the trendy, popular. People may be saying, well, that's sick. I'm just telling you, in pop culture, that's that's the way things are going right now. What's going to happen is you're going to have a lot of these 13, 14, 15-year-olds who are doing this now, uh, getting these puberty blockers and surgical changes to their body, mutilation basically well they're going to come back in 10 years and they're going to say wait a minute i just like this uh former navy seal did i've destroyed my body and my mind and i don't want to i didn't i didn't know what i was doing when i was 14 years old and yes yet all these adults and these doctors did this to me and now i can't go back and they shouldn't have yeah that's the chloe cole story yes and that's going to be a very persuasive 
uh, argument in a courtroom. And if, if you're going to have uh, – so now you're going to have – you get a couple of big uh, suits that are go against the doctors and the nurses and the hospitals who did this to somebody. You're going to shut it down. Yeah. You're going to shut that industry down. Well, and here's here's how I see this unfolding. In this court case we're talking about, this yeah. potential uh, hypothetical court case, yeah. you're going to have the attorney for the people who – suffered through the quote-unquote transitioning this lawyer is going to bring these doctors these mental health professionals on put them on the stand and say now what was the actual science yeah the american psychological association american medical association their experts are going to be on the stand what was the actual science that you used to start telling these children that if they are questioning then you're going to have all kinds of studies that say kids are confused by the time they graduate from high school. Eighty something percent are no longer confused, but you didn't let them wait that long. You started doing this stuff to them when they were 10, mm-hmm. 11 years old. Mm-hmm. What was the actual science? And that's when this whole ideology is going to break apart and mm-hmm. melt like sugar in the rain. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's where these lawsuits are going to be big payouts mm-hmm. and then what's going to happen is you're going to have everyone just settling out of court mm-hmm. and then like you said this whole movement's going to come to a screeching halt because nobody is going to want to do this for kids they're not going to want to start telling kids uh behind their parents backs well you were born a boy but you may actually be a girl let me help you i'm going to help you change your pronouns here in school and we're not going to tell your parents all that's going to come to a screeching halt too yeah. i hope so what happens to sugar in the rain? Now? Sugar in the rain melts. Uh, the only reason I, I, I would tell Does my really? I would tell my mom, yeah. I would say, hey, it's raining out. I can't go out and do, I can't go rake the leaves. And she'd say, you're not sugar. You're not going to melt. Oh. That, comes, that comes from those sarcastic comments that my mom used to throw at me. <laughs> I don't want to go outside and do this. You're not, you're not, you're sugar, not sugar. You're not going to melt. Okay, I got you. So. You're listening to. Um, Sounded like a, a song, though, didn't it? Right. It's not, it's not going to melt. It's not sugar in the rain. I guess in the South, uh, that would be translated as, do you want some cheese with that wine? <laughs> <laughs> right. Huh? Right. Same, yeah. same sentiment same, being expressed by parents. Same sarcasm. Right. right. Same sarcastic right. spirit. <laughs> All right, Steve, you got one minute. Let's listen in on a worship service. I, don't, I won't name the church. Uh, I don't know the church, but I wouldn't name it if I did. This is, uh, they're performing this song. This is a song... Uh, that I have a problem with the theology about a little bit, but that's not what this clip is about. The reckless love of God. Listen, listen to what happened at this church. Cut five. <laughs> that's uh it's wham. <laughs> That's careless whispers or something. Exactly. Right? So nineteen eighty four. So what, what, what was the saxophone player? Saxophone. He got he lost. Got solo. Solo. <laughs> he wasn't in. How did that happen? Unin, did that happen unintentionally? Yeah. Oh, you should see the video. The the worship pastor gets whiplash looking around at this guy. What are you doing? Well, maybe he plays the bar on Saturday night. Maybe <laughs> he got lost where he was. Never. So he, he he thought he. Oh, I, I can absolutely see that happening. And you and not being able to get out of it. Now you got that. You're playing. It's, you got that song in your head. It's hard to find good saxophone players anyway. Huh? That's right. All right. Thank you, Steve. My pleasure.
All right. Uh, thanks, everybody, for Ed. Oh, absolutely. Just brilliant comment. Oh, yes. Brilliant comments. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's not sugar. We, <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow, everybody. We hope you have a great rest of your Monday afternoon. Keep listening to American Family Radio. Thank you.